Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on the podcast. It is a Monday, and it's an interesting Monday because Boomer and Gio were here, but Boomer left early, so that was kind of odd. And Eddie and Al are both out. That so was the, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Because when Bob steps in, you don't really think much of it. But usually when Bob's in the control room as the producer, Eddie's there. In this case, it was Flegelman. And so, not a bad day. I thought it was fun. No, I love working with the Fleegs. Very capable. So, yeah. <laughs> what happened? But he didn't have any drops today like he had on Friday. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was gun shy. Maybe he did a good job on Friday. Some very good drops, I thought. Very much so, yes. It was kind of like he stepped into Eddie's role, and he was well, Boomer said good something to, to him go. before the show. I think that may have given him a boost of confidence. Like, hey, can you find those those drops and use them. For sure. Yeah, he didn't do it today. That's a good point. Are you pumped that. up for football season? Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. So that's a yes. Yes, absolutely. Very what do you excited. expect from the Bengals? You know what? I, of course, all everyone now that I know asks me, like I'm some sort of Bengals expert. I, I don't really know. Like, there's been years I go in, you know, talking Super Bowl and legitimately think they could win a Super Bowl. This year, I think an eight and eight, I would be, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they were better than that. I for think sure, big year for Dalton, big big year. Well, obviously. better be because if it's not, it's going to be an absolutely disaster, right? Yeah. So, but I, I'm, yeah, I can't wait. I tell my wife that every year. She's, you know, I've been with her over twenty years, and she has no interest in football. She doesn't dislike it, but she's never going to be into it. But she loves the summer. I said, you, you have to get into football because the summer ending isn't so bad with football right there. So I'm very much looking forward to my football Sundays. Nice. All right, we got some sports out of the way. We're good. Yep, that's out of the way. So as I give you these stories, I would like to point out again that these stories come from a website that Al gets his stories from. 
And so he gave me the login and the password so that I can get these morning prep type of stories to you, the listener. Yes. And to you, Bob, because you're not here every day. I'm going to read you a headline. Okay. You tell me if you even have a clue what it means and where we're going with this. This is a headline. Sex drive-ins built by taxpayers are succeeding in Switzerland. Thoughts? It sounds like as a place you drive in and have sex in. I don't know. It seems like why, who, how do they profit? You pay? That's no, what it free. sounds like. It sounds like a sex drive-in, like a drive-in movie. But you go there, like you get the hankering for some hanky-panky, and you drive up to this place. But why not just drive somewhere else? Doesn't it sometimes feel like... A lot of these stories come from overseas, most yeah. or Florida, yeah. <laughs> which we'll get to in a minute, by the way. There's a couple from Florida today. Space. Doesn't it seem like a lot of these other places that you feel like are established countries? I mean, this is Switzerland, yeah. right? This isn't Beirut yeah. in the 1980s. It's like the wild, wild west. Yeah. Sex-wise, I think a lot of places are. Why do you think that is? It's just they more just, accepting by yeah, the public? Yeah, I think that it's, more, it's a lot of shame involved. In, in our country about with sex, and maybe, I guess, I don't know, maybe religion's not as prominent in other countries, but I don't know, because that's what it is. You watch TV, like French TV and all that, there's sex, 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 sex around here. <laughs> it's sex, 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 but you're supposed to be embarrassed by it. You're not supposed to be out in the open with it. Flegelman, can you clip that for me, please? <laughs> At least we have a new Bob clip now, because that was kind of weird. Um, yeah, they say that, first of all, it costs over $800,000 to run this place to run annu- annually. To do what? Well, I don't know. they got to pay the people. It's a sex drive-in. Who are you paying? I don't know. Even reading, as I read the article... I still don't know what the hell it is. Are they playing a movie or something? I don't understand if it's a drive-in where you drive your car and you pick I went to a drive-in movie this weekend. Or do you drive in so you're with your significant other? I don't yeah, know. That's what I, I can't mean. Like, tell. Oh, okay. Even reading this article, it makes no sense. That's why I said to you, I'm going to read you the headline, and yeah. you tell me if you have any idea what the hell well, it I've means. I've never heard of such a thing. I tried to piece together what you said, and yeah, I would think that it would be like a movie drive-in. You Man. All right, I'm gonna give you a couple of um, give you a couple of household items. Okay. You tell me what they have in common. Okay. All right. You think you can do that for me? I'm gonna give. All right. My best. Number one, a crayon. Crayon. All right. Colors. Okay. A Nerf dart. You've seen those, right? Yeah, all over my house. I right. We actually uh, we went to a party on Saturday. Actually, really well put together. It was a Nerf gun party. Oh wow. For eight and nine year olds. Yeah. And my friend had like not an obstacle course, but like a like a shooting gallery type of course. Then they did the capture the flag, uh, nice size yard. Idea. It was a, the kids had a blast. Sorry, keep that in mind. I'd say what they have in common. Do you want me to answer that question? No, I'm I'm not done yet. <laughs> a fun size Snickers bar. Okay, got that? Yeah. All right. Fun size. A ticket. Not a, not a car ticket, like a movie ticket. Movie ticket, okay. Um, this is funny. Now I'm looking for a common thread in all of these yes. things. Okay, they all have something in common. You'd have to stack them together, I suppose, because you got to. It's got to be like the crayon. So if you put a couple of corks together, cork, a couple of corks together. Okay. All right. I'll give you one more. A shot glass. Shot glass. Yes. Okay. What do you think they all have in common? Crayons, Nerf darts, shot glasses, cork, movie tickets. What was the other thing? A Nerf dart? And a Nerf dart. And a Snickers. And a Snickers. Yeah. They're yep, all yep. fun size? Well, you're stacking corks? I, Yeah, I can't. I don't know. 
things you want to keep out of your kid's mouth. Well, I have a, my son walks around and eats well, crayons no, and Nerf I can't darts. finish the story now, you jerk. Oh, sorry. Now I got to move on. Why? Well, I'm just saying the Nerf darts and the crayons, my one-year-old eats both of those. So when yeah. you, that's where I had in common with those two. Right. Okay. Carry on. Now I can't do it now. Sorry for, sorry for having a conversation. <laughs> I mean, what'd you have to go there for? Because uh, you you said to find the common theme. All right, the common theme is is new studies have come out on the average size of the man's unit. Oh, genitalia. Right. Yes. So if I now, oh, so everything I just those. gave you is a common theme between soft <laughs> and, and not soft. Not soft. Gotcha. Right. Now, if I asked you for the common size. When it's resting. When it's resting. Flaccid. <laughs> and when it's active. Active. Well, I'm trying to keep this relatively clean here. What would you say, and it's an overwhelming the amount average... of guys that are right in the window. <laughs> you used your fingers as the window. I did. <laughs> but no one's watching. So I what was. are you telling us for? What would you say? The average size. What? The, average, the average resting size. Resting size? Resting size. I don't know. I, four take or five a guess. Inches? What? Four or five inches? Uh, it is smaller than that. Okay. 3.6. Okay. So, yeah, all right. Now when it's active. Active. Yeah. The average size. And this, by the way, how many people, how many guys do you think were involved in this? In the study? Yeah. Uh, a lot. Like 20. 20 guys? I don't know. 15,000. 15, Over 15,000. 15,500. 15, and they all answered the question... Honestly. Or they were measured either way. Oh. What do you think is the... So the average size penis of those 15,000 men. <laughs> right. It's 3.6 when resting. When resting. When arrest, in a resting state. You have growers and showers, as they say. In, in an active state. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What I'll say uh, three. You got uh, I don't know. Seven inches? 5.1. Interesting. Is that, is, so clearly smaller than you anticipated. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>, so... <laughs> Yeah, definitely smaller than doing? I anticipated. It's actually kind of funny. That is a funny study. So then the, the point of the story was they actually put these items together for the resting one and the non-resting oh, one. Boy. And you put it next to... How do you get... Who approaches you about a study like that? Who the hell knows? You know? Well, if they pay for you. Yeah, you know, if, I, if they came up to you and said, listen, I give you $35. Yeah. And you tell your friend, what are you up to later? I can meet you for lunch later, but I'm doing this penis study. <laughs> Let me bang that out. That I'll meet you at Al, uh, Applebee's. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. That's kind of funny. Um, well, it also comes back to, like, I know a lot of times, you know, for, like, a sperm donor, Al has talked about how some guys do it and they yeah. make money. They get paid for it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And you're not making a living on it, but you're you're kind of making money. Yeah. Well, it's if I guess if you have the right the right stuff, it's coveted. Big Pine Key, Florida. I knew we'd get to Florida at some point. Florida man accused of threatening a coworker with a box cutter over an argument over music. What kind of music do you think it was? Thrash metal. It was not thrash metal. Um, smooth jazz. Christian music. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds about that sounds about right. I mean, it seems a little bit against the. Twenty-six-year-old was uh, cooking hamburgers at a barbecue, okay. drinking some beer, and listening to music with his friend. Like his friend said he demanded the music to be changed to Christian music, oh, but his co but his buddy said, uh, "No, this is what we listen to." 
So then uh, the guy took out a box cutter and threatened to basically slice his throat. <laughs> what are we doing? What's the message he's getting in those songs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. Not good enough. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, not... my God, how does this happen? That doesn't seem like a very Christian thing. To no, it doesn't at all. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Were there box cutters oh, in the Bible? Man. I don't think they were invented quite yet. I'm pretty sure they weren't anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty nuts. Hey, um, take a second here because uh, there's a couple of messages that we like to bring to the audience. Some are serious, some are fun, uh, some are for products, all good either way. I'm going to talk to you about something that's very serious, though. And as the son of a war veteran mm-hmm. myself, um, not that this has come up in my family, but had it or if it ever does, I think this is an amazing service. Uh, we're talking about the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, their Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention. Um, you know, there is confidential support for veterans and their families, and it's available all the time. And this is not if anything has happened, but it's if you see signs or you think there could be or you have questions, whatever the case may be, they are there to answer your questions. And you've got three different ways you can contact them. You can call 800-273-8255, press the number one. You can use the online chat function, veteranscrisisline.net, or you can text them at 838255. Beyond that, I said it's 365, it's 24-7. They're always available. It could be Christmas morning. It doesn't matter. Someone will be there to help you out. What's really cool about it, though, is you don't have to be the veteran yourself. You can be a family member of a veteran, and if something's bothering you or you think something's bothering them, you can use one of those three options, call, online chat, or text, and you can get help. And advice. I mean, if it's not help, you can get advice. Maybe figure out a way to deal with things. Um, There's no reason to sit back and try and do it yourself. Call the Veterans Crisis Line again if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran. 800-273-8255. Press the number 1. You can text them at 838-255 or use the online chat function on veteranscrisisline.net. Either way, there's really no excuse not to make the call or click the link or use your cell phone to, uh, to send a text out. They're there to kind of help you out. So make sure you give them a call. Reach out if you think you need to reach out for help. Uh, and they are there for you, again, every single day of the year, 24 hours a day, uh, all year long. Uh, one other one for you. Um, people are strange. I'm going to take you to Scottsdale. Now I just went to Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Seemed kind of cool. I like Scottsdale. It was fun. Authorities say a suspected burglar was arrested outside a Scottsdale apartment. He had nothing on but boxer shorts. <laughs> police say that around 4 a.m. they were called to an apartment uh, apartment building near Scottsdale. When they got there, they found a 24-year-old man. His name is Joseph Whipple. Not Nipple, but Joseph Whipple. Okay. <laughs> he was out st- outside of an apartment up the stairs just wearing boxer shorts. They say he uh, woke up, saw the patio door open, and the television and the sound bar was outside the front door. And uh, I guess I guess he was naked, and so he just grabbed a pair of boxer shorts and didn't know what he was doing. Now, as it turns out, he was tired and just, I don't want to say disoriented. That's not really what the story is saying. Uh, it's more a matter that he probably drank too much. Okay. Although that hasn't been confirmed yet. But boxer shorts at 4 a.m., trouble. Have you ever been outside your house at 4 a.m. in boxer shorts only? No. I've... Have you? Now, I know you like to drink the Miller High Life once in a while. Yes. Have you ever in the middle of the afternoon been in your backyard in just boxer shorts? Well, I mean, full disclosure, there are times when I'll be drinking the Miller High Life, some mowing the lawn and whatnot, and then I have work clothes, 
So I'll take you my peel them off as you I'll take my shorts off in the garage. But that's okay. So then there's a point I'm not walking around, but there is a point where I'm technically like out in the garage standing in boxer shorts. Well, Al gets changed for softball games in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so but no, okay. I've never like it's never been my choice of attire. Like, okay, I'm gonna have a couple Millers. Let me just throw on the boxers and go. Do you ever wonder the neighbors? Why is it okay that we can go to the beach? Ah, uh, dude, I'm or go to a pool club. Yeah, and you can wear whatever you. You want. could just wear a speedo if you want, yeah. and nothing else. Oh, I know. Your wife can wear a thong, a thong bottom bathing suit and a skimpy ass top. I say it every time I go to these water parks. But but if someone walks through the newsroom right now. In a bathing suit or in a bra and underwear. Oh, I know. You arrest them. I know. No, I know. You go to a water park. You're standing online for 15 minutes to get on the ride. You're standing behind a woman essentially in her underpants. No, not essentially. You know, that's, like, that's what she's or, in. Or more revealing men. Yes, in a lot of cases. And it's You know, and some are like, okay, hey, no, I got no problem with that. But then others are like, what? They got cover-ups for that stuff. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but it is. Like, that, what, like you said, the beach. those The water parks, though, I think is... I think it's like the beach, you know, you're going to be a pervert if you're staring, you know, you're someone's at the beach, fine, if they're at the thing next. But when you're at a water park, I'm standing behind you online for 20 minutes, you know. Now it becomes uncomfortable for me because I don't want to look. You know what I'm saying. You don't want to yeah. get caught looking, but it's human nature. Like, what, am I a bad guy? Your butt is hanging out. Like, is it, am I a bad guy for looking <laughs> at it? You know, like, you had to know it when you put it on. Flegelman, can you please mark that right there, too? <laughs> so, yeah. no, You're I right, agree. though. It's, it's crazy. It is. It's Especially crazy. when you get... Well, it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl, if they're dressed yeah. skimpy in the bathing yeah. suit, because plenty of guys wear those tiny little speedos tiny now. Ones, yeah. Grape smuggling. And, and by the way, I was at a party the other night. What women think, dude. What do you mean? What women? Th- oh, oh, Their oh, minds yeah. are as bad as guys. Yeah, I believe that. I walked into a conversation Saturday night that I wish I'd never heard. Wow. Yeah. And I could, it was kind of one of those yeah. things where it was like, all right, stop. I, stop it. All right, more. Too much. No, no, keep going. All right, stop, stop. All right, finish. Go ahead, finish. Yeah. They're, we're all crazy. They are. Men, Absolutely. women, and children. Everyone's crazy. No matter how nuts. well you know someone, though. Oh, my. But, dude, you think, like, guys are pigs? Yeah. They're all pigs. Yeah, no, absolutely. Everybody. I, I say the same thing like about people's families. People think, you know, you put people have these wonderful families and this and that. It's a matter how well you know the person. If you know someone, then you'll know the warts of their family. And I just know, know my family Probably was a little true. fractured growing up and always this, you know, not talking to this one. And I'm thinking like, wow, I don't talk about it with anybody. You know, I'm not going to, this is, but then you get to know friends, you know, you build relationships, you get to know friends, you're at their house all the time. And then you start seeing like, oh, oh, you don't talk to, oh, oh, they don't, oh, oh. And it becomes, because you know, you're not going to put that information out there right away. For sure. But when you get to know somebody, so yeah, I, I, I buy that. It's everywhere. bizarre though. Some of yeah. the stuff that. I found that I heard Saturday night, Bob. Oh my God! And I'm not going to bring it down. I'm going to sit here and go over it with no, you. No, no, I got you. I, I can read between. I'll the just lines. say eye-opening and kind yeah. of refreshing, actually. Yeah, yeah. To see that we're really all the same. We are all the which same. is all good. Uh, Al was not here today, as you know. Bob has sat in. Bob will sit in again tomorrow. Yes. But I'm pretty sure Al has a special message for you. Oh hi, Jerry. Sorry I couldn't be there, but I'm on vacation. With my friend Harry. That's right, Harry's razors. Jerry, right now I'm in my bathroom lathering up my face with their shave gel, admiring the weighted ergonomic handle, and getting the closest shave possible with their five blade razor. Now, the listeners to the post game podcast can get their own trial set. 
course, I don't have that information, Jerry. Why don't you tell them how to get that done? Al, you got it. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash postgame, redeem your offer, and let them know that we sent you to help support the show. Again, harrys.com slash postgame. Al, enjoy your vacation. Uh, the warm-up show is next. Don't go anywhere. It was kind of good. It wasn't terrible. It was all right. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, what do you say Monday morning on the fan as we are about to say goodbye to summer because Labor Day weekend's coming up next week. Usually it'd be me and Al here. Uh, Al, however, is on vacation, as is Eddie, so it's kind of weird. So Bob Dwyer and Mike Flegelman uh, are in the control room today, which is kind of cool. And what's funny is I do a podcast with Al every day, along with this, of course. And so there are commercials that Al has to do, and he wanted to make sure he said hi to his audience. So I thought it was kind of cool that he did record this for me to where I could introduce him. Oh, hi, Jerry. Sorry I couldn't be there, but I'm on vacation. All good. That's not that complicated to say, right? Sadly for Al, that was actually take two. Oh, hi, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Al. He can't make it up. Uh, So anyway, so he is out. Uh, So Bob and Flegelman are there. So this weekend I had uh, uh, an epiphany. Is that what you call it? An epiphany? Epiphany. Yeah, so I said it right the first time? Yes. You're an outdoorsy type, Bob Dwyer, right? You like to you like your lawnmower. You like the mm-hmm. good beer on a Saturday afternoon. You like Absolutely. a little, yeah, you know, little fire in the backyard. I got stung by a bee this weekend. Are you? Outdoors. Nobody cares. Are you a horseshoe guy? No. Play some horseshoes. I am aware of them, but I've played them. But no, I'm not. How about cornhole. No, I mean I've played it on like a tailgate party, but so not let me give regularly. you let me give you my last couple of weekends, because you would think a game like cornhole. Not that difficult. You're throwing a bag into a hole, right? I mean, how how hard could this be? So last week, I had my eight-year-old baseball team over for an end-of-year party. We set up the cornhole in the backyard, and I must have played six or seven games. I lost six or seven times. Oh, for cornhole last weekend. All good, fair enough. So this weekend, we had another party, not at my house, but we went to a party on Saturday. I'm going to give these guys some credit. EJ and Keith, these two guys are like cornhole pals. Okay. Do what you want with that. But, but that's what they are. They play a lot of cornhole together. Dude, they played for seven consecutive hours because nobody could beat them. I lost 11 times. Wow. Do they have a strategy or are they just good yeah, at Yeah, they that? put the damn bag in the hole. <laughs> More than anybody I've ever seen, seven hours consecutively they played. Now, they lost once early on, but went the next, and I'm not even joking, six hours and 45 minutes without losing. Wasn't just me; it was everybody couldn't beat these two. So I take it further. So kudos to them. I guess. Yesterday, I had a friend over, his wife and his two kids over. I'm taking the cornhole boards out. I'm like, I can't lose to these people, can mm-hmm. I? Oh, for four. So it's you. So you were you got to be fifteen on the weekend. You'd be some sort of loser to oh. never win one t- by accident. Shouldn't I win one time? Yes, one time. Absolutely. And what's worse was Saturday losing to these two. It got so bad that they gave us six and a half points. And you guys still lost. Still lost. We had to get to 15 before they got so to 21. Did every lost. time? Pretty much. Uh, it just it doesn't oh, sound like a lot of fun. It is so frustrating to be. Now, we'll kick their ass in golf. All good. But you're not playing golf at a barbecue. Oh, no. We'll have to take care of that on the golf course this weekend. So, anyway, that was my weekend. Very frustrating. Uh, Cowboys Cardinals was last night, Sunday Night Football. And so I did the pregame, the postgame for Compass Media Networks, all good. Let me tell you this. 
one of the worst football games I have ever watched in my life. Now, there's a kid on the team on the Cardinals. His name is Chase Edmonds. He played at Fordham. I actually called a few of his games with Columbia when they played uh, the Rams over there. Really good player. So he had a good night. How many turnovers do you think the Cowboys had last night? Either one of you guys pay attention to this at all. And I don't even watch the game. A box score. I nope. saw it on Twitter how many the backups had in the second half, and I said that just can't possibly be right. All right, so give me a number. How many turnovers? Eight. Seven. Bob? Seven. Eight turnovers should have been nine. The Cowboys fumbled the ball last night six times, lost five of them, and they were picked off three times. Now, here's the thing. what do, When you think of a third preseason game, what do you usually think of? Ball security. No, no, Bob. <laughs> the starters play most of the yes, game. Yes. The starters play most of the game. Do you know very – now I'm talking about defense. Offensively, aside from a couple of wide receivers, nobody played because they have injuries up front in the offensive line, so they decided no Elliott, no Dak Prescott, and they went like full second unit on the, on the O-line. It was a brutal football game to the point where you're watching it like just turn this off. And like why do we even do these games? And the Cowboys lost another say. I mean, it's just, it's a disaster. Which brings me to this. When you guys think of innovations uh, for TV, and the, now my first thought would be the Fox puck streak. Yep, I remember Failed that. miserably. Yeah, the technology wasn't there. Last night, NBC brought out, which I thought was really cool, and it's getting murdered on Twitter, which I don't understand, but whatever. They're calling it the green zone. Now, I guess it's got to be, what, 10 years ago that the yellow line for the first down marker? Oh, at least. No, more, more than Is that. it longer than that? Longer than that, yeah. Okay, fine. So longer than 10 years ago, the first down yellow line was like a, a new invention, which was really cool, and I think it's been received well. We love it. Yeah, All nobody good. doesn't like it. So this is what NBC did last night. On third downs, they call it the green zone, and what they do is they shade the part of the field. Green? <laughs> yes. A bright green, okay. like a true green, basically, to where you've got to get to the first down, the yardage you need. The rest of the field is slightly shaded the opposite way. It's not distracting, but it gives you a great vision of where they've got to get to beyond the yellow line, of course. Yeah. And I thought it's something that I think we got our next yellow line, and people are killing it on social media. Yeah, I saw people destroying it. I liked it. Now, I didn't like it as much when there was a shorter distance because the color changed quickly. But on like third and seven, eight, nine, ten, and more, you could see how big the difference was and how far they had to go. I liked it there. I didn't think it was a bad visual. I thought it was pretty neat. Can you think of anything else aside from the baseball strike zone, which I, I didn't like at first. I kind of like it now, although it kills the umpires. Can you think of anything else that you've seen that you like or dislike? Well, not. Um, that's more like presentation. Like I was thinking when you you mentioned this to me before, the NBA, but it's not really like a. Um, presentation as far as the tv but the tenths of a second how that changed things that did yeah because you know, then you have obviously well, it was the trent tucker time. thing wasn't it that was yeah. the three seconds to uh seven not, tenths or three tenths of a second to shoot yeah, the ball you knew, yeah and then uh, and then like again it's not the same idea but like the slam cam they did a lot of different camera angles but nothing like the nfl has done this yeah, but, yeah. consistently through the play they don't would you compare anything. like sky cam to this when they changed the angle I would. drastically i would because there's some i really like and there's some i don't like football is one sport that has it figured out almost perfectly. When they do the sideline view, you can see pretty much the entire field. Then when they go behind it for a live-action play, I can't stand that. When they're showing you something specific on a replay, fine. It's really tough to watch the full play when you're behind the offense. Well, that's also like when you have seats in the end zone. 
which I, I hate right. sitting in the end zone I mean, in the game. You have a handoff to the right side. You think the guy just ran for 17 yards and he was stopped after a gain of one. Or conversely, you think the defense did a nice job and stopped him short. He went for 11 yards. And you Speaking know. of which, when you say going to the game with that, uh, with the sky cam, it's distracting when you're at a game. Like if you're sitting on the side, I always think that, I, I can't believe they never hit it. Oh, because the cameras just yeah, flying I mean, across the field Obviously, they haven't figured out that it's not going to. But I find myself the whole game going, oh, this is the play. They're going to hit it this time. It's yeah. weird. It's- I've been in seats before where you can see it every play moving in front of you. Yeah. And it does get distracting when it's like almost right at your eye level. Think, of, think about the technology. Oh. If you just go back, and you don't even have to go back 100 years or anything like that. If you go back to the early 80s. Running on wires. Right. Compa- remember when we were kids, they used to, if I remember correctly, didn't they used to send snapshots yeah. of down like formations on down on a Right. Yeah, they were... Uh, the Polaroids. And now we have cameras literally just fly. Soon, would you be stunned if we don't have drones flying above taking video of what we're watching? Yeah, why wouldn't you? And they have the tablets. Like, like why Tom the hell not? about that. Pretty bizarre. Yeah. So, anyway, that was a new um, feature last night that I kind of liked. I don't know if it'll stick. And here's one other thing about last night that you talk about eye-opening. Does Al Michaels ever age? <laughs> he comes out for the opening shot last night before Collinsworth gets introduced. The guy looks the same from, like, 15 – him and uh, – what's his name from uh, NBC? Costas. Bob Costas. Yeah, Costas is looking a little more aged now. Mm, I see. I don't see that. I'm 26. Al Michaels has looked and sounded the same exact way my entire life. Since you've been around. Yeah. And he does. And he still sounds great, and it's – you know, there's something to it. But I am I was really like, wow. We should all be so – like, how old do you think he is? Is he 70 yet? He's got to be. Yeah, I mean – Pretty close. I think we got to take a break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we'll touch on the Yankees and Mets briefly for two completely different reasons. And I do believe Greg Giannotti, who was stuck in massive traffic, is here. So it should be Boomer and Gio at the top. Uh, coming up next on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. Uh, Al is not here. Oh, hi, Jerry. <laughs> right, he's off. He'll be off for the entire week. Uh, all good. Just quickly, last night, Yankees did win again as they swept away the horrendous Baltimore Orioles. And why that is a Sunday night baseball game? I don't know who's thinking or not thinking over there at ESPN, but uh, that was the Sunday night game. The Yankees did what they had to do. Luke Voigt and Miguel Andujar uh, with big offensive nights. The Mets lost but won the series, and, boy, that got away from them quickly. Uh, the one thing about the Yankees, I said, well, um, two different notes on these two teams going in different directions. Uh, you know, the Yankees all of a sudden are five out in the loss column, which is why in early August, even when it's at nine games or ten games, you can't sit there and write anything off just yet. Now, are they going to get all the way back? Probably not. But the fact that they are five out in the loss column with still over a month to go and the Red Sox are finally having one of those little dips, and the Yankees are now playing the White Sox, you never know. This thing could be three games before you blink. And how about the Rays winning again as they swept them? So that was pretty good. And then the National, the uh, Mets came it's up. It's a Yankees. Okay. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.